Hello and welcome to another episode of Rebel City Podcast. What's this now, Matt? 104? Uh, three? One, 103, I think. I don't know. I think 104. I don't know. Right. We'll, we'll play pets. 50 <laughs> pence. You're 103 on 104. But anyway, um, well, privileged to have again Tom McGuire for Tom McGuire and the Brassels. How's it going, Tom, mate? Not bad at all, yeah. Thanks for thanks for having us on again. Very kind of no, you. Not at all, man. It's nice to have you back. It's been a while. I think you were all the way back in episode 20 or so, so it's been a while. Yeah, I guess it was a couple of summers ago, yeah. <laughs> yes, mate. And also, uh, I think you're only the third returning guest. Um, so thanks for <clears throat> reaching out and letting us know that you're releasing. And Yeah. No worries. It's, it's, all part, it's all part of the campaign trail, isn't it? You know? Is that? Yeah. I, I'm sure it's been very different this time, eh? Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, <clears throat> I think I know a little bit more about that the sort of PR side of it now, and uh, a little bit more time and space to to uh, to actually get wired right into it. So yeah, a little bit different, a little bit more sort of space, a little bit a little bit more time for overthought. You know, <laughs> you've come in the right place then, haven't you? Yeah. <laughs> right. I, I mean, you, we've, we had um, uh, James from. Uh, Glass Vegas not so long ago and he came on with his iron brew and his donut but you've got your vinyl and your guitar in the background mate so you're, you're a step ahead yeah there's there's, <laughs> there's a lot of mess over here so we just returned the camera before the, the we started there so that's that's how you do it a wee studio trick mate so but I mean I think it would be probably before we get into like the new music and stuff uh, me and Matt both have had a listen um, and we'll talk about that in a wee bit but uh, how's lockdown been for you mate um it's been all right, and also been uh, terrible. What was the score by swearing this pod- podcast? Oh, whatever you okay. like, mate. It's been, it's been all right, and it's uh, it's also been shite. <laughs> right. So uh, equal parts. Um, I guess it's a year, pretty much a year now, isn't it? I mean, when it's when it started out, I was a little bit frantic, a little bit hectic. I kind of work a little bit of space, a little bit, of, you know what chilled down for a minute I kind of the, the world stopped and that allowed me to sort of stop for a second yeah for quite some time so uh first i appreciate it but um i definitely have had had the ups and downs and i'm sure everybody has had uh, yeah as a result of lockdown um you know three things that you end up missing that you don't really realize you don't you wouldn't have thought and it takes you a bit of unpack it's like what well, something's missing here and you can't really unpack what it is and uh you know, like doing like performing and doing live shows and and, and singing for people uh, is something that I've uh, I've I've pegged as being a thing that I'm I'm suffering for lack of. You know what I mean? Um, right. It's that that sort of feedback, that sort of um, you know, it seems sort of uh, shallow, but that validation uh, I've discovered is uh, is worry- worryingly necessary. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> absolutely, mate. I think one of the things that, that I've faced as well is just like the lack of a better word, the paranoia and not being able to see people and thinking yeah. there's something in you that's almost like, is everybody annoyed at me? Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, had, I had a thing like that. I had a thing like that for sure. Yeah, absolutely. It's, uh, um, with Without some sort of reassurance, just subtle ambient reassurance, uh, I, I've certainly found that I can go into a place of you know, paranoia of oh, of self doubt and and that that sort of thing. So it's very very subtle things, very interesting subtle things that can happen to 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 a, a person when there's there's a, a sort of 
certain social element is just stripped away. Uh, it's a very interesting ex social experiment that we've all been part of for a year. Uh, well, <laughs> right. But yeah, I, I get, I get, I've, I've had the same sort of thing, you know, it's uh, just some, some subtle element that you didn't realize was completely necessary, torn away. And uh, the, the, the fallout, you can pick up the pieces later and figure out, hmm, actually, that is a very important thing that I didn't realize was very important before, but yeah. I'm, I'm, I've got to say, I'm impressed that you're like so within yourself that you can actually be like, I miss people applauding me everywhere I go. Like, that takes a level of like confidence that I appreciate. <laughs> yeah, I've, I've, I've uh, you know, a, a lot of time to think, a lot of time to overthink, uh, and uh, a lot of time to analyze. And uh, probably uh, I'm too self reflective uh, uh, for my own good in a lot of senses. But uh, yeah, I think that's something I pinpointed that. My self-esteem is, uh, is this is something that I, I've identified, and I think I need to change for my own for my own sake. But my self-esteem, in a, in a sense, is is uh, dependent and contingent on uh, validation from people, right? I didn't think that was the case, but I, I have to admit it is, and uh, it's it's actually. I go on the same boat. <laughs> The the the, le the level of validation I need is literally a, a room full of people all clapping at me and saying yes, Tom, you're doing a good job. And without that <laughs> level of, of just blatant, explicit validation, uh, then uh, self doubt starts to creep in. Starts to creep uh, in. Starts to creep super in. interesting that as yeah, well. Yeah, yeah, super, because... super interesting, and it's and like it's quite worrying, quite worrying yeah. to, to realise that, that self esteem what is you're explaining, fragile. What you're explaining is what a lot of people don't find out until they retire. Like right. we see, like sports stars, musicians, famous people just go off the fucking rails. Like when when their career ends, and they normally that's when something like an addiction or other rears its ugly head. And I've never really thought about it. Like obviously they're missing the limelight to a certain extent, but I've never ever thought about it. Like their whole sort of human validation is built upon thousands of people screaming their name. But if that's the norm for them, then that's what their their brains literally looking about going. Where are all my fans? Like, what the fuck's going on here? Yeah, I think as well, it's going to be quite difficult given like the size of the band that when all of this kind of like walks down, like these are also probably spent a fair amount of time separate from each other when you sort of normally, especially in the build up to like a launch, been working quite closely together. Yeah, yeah, certainly. Uh, uh it's been hard for the the writing process was hard with without uh with the 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 normal collaboration there um or definitely hindered or stunted um and yeah for sure that that the, the normal bouncing off uh kind of strategy that, that i would normally use uh, is not available to me so that, that certainly certainly affects affects the, the way it goes mm -hmm. um you were mentioned there about the sports stars you, you made me think about specifically uh paul gascoigne right that's that was making me think about paul gascoigne probably the epitome of the guy just completely went off the rails and uh mm -hmm. And uh, yeah. as a result of you know his, his career coming to end, and yeah, that's something I, I can I can see where that comes from. This, this if your identity, I've, this is what I've identified as well. My identity is completely wrapped up in a and let's be honest, quite a, a silly uh, music project, right? <laughs> but it's become that way, and uh, and I'm, uh, I'm it's so so tied up in that that you know failure starts to feel like a serious existential threat you know mm -hmm. and uh that's that's something i, I think i've identified uh and and the 
the, the months of uh, overthought that I've been allowed to do. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I wouldn't go so far to say that your music project's silly, but I know when it, I think when you compare it to life and death, it, it's almost like in proportion. Um, mm. And uh, I think that um, when you when your mind starts to throw up these sort of signals of like we're in danger here because you can't play music. I think you're right in saying like that's maybe something that you could address. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, oh yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, I mean, especially I feel like the music industry has been one of the biggest hit industries yeah. by this i mean we're hearing about small businesses and stuff but i mean the arts have been especially badly at like um has it been a difficult time for yourself like even just getting by like making money and stuff because i know for the last time we spoke you, you did a lot of sort of jams um and did maybe did a lot of work like maybe doing like sort of no function but you know what i mean like house band stuff yeah yeah so, for sure yeah i mean that's made my made my living for a number of years there from uh, from doing we weddings and so on so obviously all mm -hmm. that stopped i've not i've not really worked for a for a for a year uh i mean quite morbidly actually the the only gigs that i've really done is i've done two funerals right that's 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 the situation there we get a, as a sort of new orleans brass band outfit so that's that's the only gigs that uh, I've, I've done really um over the last year so i haven't worked however uh in a sort of practical level actually I've, I've felt quite well supported you know i've uh, I, I was i was i was able to take advantage of the self-employed uh furlough scheme so on a practical financial level i've been uh, I've, I've been fine but um on a sort of social and psychological level uh it's been a little bit more patchy you know what i'm saying <laughs> mm, yeah hopefully we get some good music out the other side <laughs> how is your um retraining for cyber being gone i mean one of the guys is there. Uh, is driving for Amazon now. Um, uh, a lot of the guys are. are I'm. I'm. I'm doing deliveries. I'm. I'm delivering uh, food. <laughs> I'm delivering food on my bike. You know, uh -huh. from from a mate's uh, uh, vegan food restaurant. So, I. I'm. I'm doing something different. I, I sort of thought that those days were behind me. I'm like, okay, good. I'm a musician now, and that's it. So there's a, a bit of a sort of uh, humbling moment where I, when I'm like, okay, well okay I'm, I'm going to go back jump on my bike again and start delivering burritos again which i thought mm -hmm. like those days are done i'm not i'm not cycling about in the wet anymore i am i'm doing it if you if you order a burrito i might come and deliver it you know what i mean <laughs> yeah and i think you're not the only one that's that's started doing that i've seen no. pts at my local gym coming up doing uber eats and um i'd say like i mean it's shite that you've had to res to do that but also, like, I think it's more testament to you as a person because we've seen quite a lot of people that have just sort of just sat back and just let it overwhelm them. And the fact that you're out there on your bike delivering burritos, it's just shown that you've you've got that sort of, like, get up and go. Um, and also that you can claim the SSIE payment shows that you're a tax-paying member of society, Tom. That's right. I'm, I'm glad. <laughs> I'm glad. That, honestly, that's the first the first time that I've, uh, I've felt glad about uh, paying taxes. And... Uh, and you know what? I, I did. I paid. I paid a lot of taxes. There's a couple of years we're doing quite well with the wedding, so it all worked out. So, in that in that sense, I've been I've been comfortable enough. Um, yeah, I mean, I would like to hear what it feels like for somebody because, like, <clears throat> in my eyes, um, we spoke the last time about the musicianship in the band, and it's incredible. You're an incredible guitar player, singer. Um, 
writer as well, but I would like to hear, like, how does it feel for somebody that's probably, like, worked in their craft pretty much their whole life or, like, I would say, like, since a teenager, um, for a billionaire to come out and just go, just go and retrain and find something else. Like, what you've been doing is not valid anymore. Because, yeah. I, I mean, my girlfriend's a ballet teacher, and honestly, man, she nearly fucking put her head through the, the TV when he was giving that speech. Yeah, I don't know. I've, I've, I'm kind of, I've got a funny stance on it. Like, I, it's, it's a sort of self-defeating, kind of uh, self-effacing stance on it. And uh, uh, I've got a tendency to sort of devalue what I, what I do and devalue the arts um, as, as daft folly. But that's, a, that's, a, that's some sort of weird self-effacing thing that's deep in, in, yeah. in there. And uh, that, nobody else and and other musicians you know uh have anything of but it's, it's in there for some reason it's in there so uh when when they're saying uh retraining and all that i was thinking oh well it was nice while it lasted but i guess that i mean like after the nuclear war nobody's going to want somebody to sing a song you know at them so uh, that's that's there's i don't know man i was just saying just before you came on that like we were always listening to the single ahead of time and stuff like that and i was like I think this year is the year for like bright poppy, but I think we need the escapism out. So yes, we do like that's true. That's true. And that, that as soon as <clears> I expounded that sort of uh, that sort of doubt and the value of what I'm, I mean, I, I just there's a, a tendency to to doubt uh, my my own value, right? That's, that's yeah. maybe some something that's in there. But uh, as soon as I, I do expound that sort of thing, that's that's what everyone comes back to me with this like no what you're doing is important <laughs> art's important uh it, it's what makes uh worth living for a lot of people is is these sort of creations uh, and that's that's sort of that's quite reaffirming and, and encouraging um but yeah I, I have to admit that there's some some thread in there ingrained in there from from what i don't know about that that, that automatically sort of a, a, a kind of ambient devaluation of of mm. you know uh, what I'm doing. <laughs> therapist, the therapist in me wants to ask more questions about that. I'm going to move away. Yeah, I'm going to move away. You catch me side eyeing you there, dude. <laughs> um, I think, like, it actually leads on to a question that I had um, about, like, do you think this could have a lasting effect in the arts? And what I was actually like meaning by that is, is that if you're a 13, 14 year old kid, um, and like, I think that we already get faced if somebody was to go to their mum and say i want to be a singer or i want to be a musician or i want to be an actress or i want to be a painter it's almost like the parents dread they're like oh here we go you're going to live one of these types of life where you're going to be scratching your ass for the rest of your days or um but as we came out the other side of this and like you're saying it's almost like uh like you're saying devaluing it a bit um because we can't really practice the arts do you think that there'll be a generation of people lost it's hard to say, you know. It's hard. It's hard to say what the the, the next generation of, of musicians or, or or people are going to be like, you know. Because I think there's a lots of lots of different things that are shaping uh, how how that's turned out. Like uh, mainly mainly technology, but mm-hmm. you know, if 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 this sort of situation is going to affect the next next generation of musicians, I I don't know. I think I think it's it's not just this. It's also just the way that the music industry was going anyway um the the as sort of devaluing it a little bit more uh and uh, you know the the fact that everything's gone streaming now and that's that's 
devalued music as a as a product uh, in general. That's that's sort of been on the cards for past five six years now. Anyway, mm. so I think maybe that's 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 more of a a, a, a factor mm. in that kind of that possible denigration of of the next generation of, of musicians. Because uh, although I mean I think I think. Uh, never really tried properly with music because i always thought okay it's a pipe dream like nobody can really actually yeah make it that's 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 my thing so i that's why it took me until i was you know 29 or 30 or whatever it was to to actually you know make a go of it mm-hmm. because i already had that and built anyway so i i dare say the situation with the industry and probably with fallout from this situation may well uh cause a lot more people to to have that in the back of there because if i didn't have if i didn't have that if i hadn't had that when i was young uh and you know my teens my early 20s i probably would have had a shot of probably doing music but i just didn't i thought it's it's never gonna work out it's never gonna work out that point you had on you know the sort of technology side of it moving forward like this is something again that we kind of touched on prior to you joining us was that um i'd seen a uh, caveman and was it was it Battle Station that you Battle were doing? Weapons. Yeah, Battle, Battle Weapons, weapons. sorry. Um, you no, know, in between visits, you know, no long after the last time you were in, this was like a kind of, felt like it was, it was almost like a kind of online, like concept album that was kind of happening like live via, you know, YouTube. And when you're talking about that move of technology and, you know, fans maybe becoming more like subscribers and stuff like that, is that something that you're like actively trying to explore there? I think it's a, it's, it's a necessary strategy to to try and embrace whatever changes in the in landscape are, are happening um so i don't know if that was that particular thing was an attempt at that maybe maybe so maybe having like sh- the, the battle weapons which was like a, a number 10 or 12 uh short uh like minute long or less uh pieces that that's sort of those sort of things are, are geared towards like Instagram, you know. That's that mm-hmm. I can't I can't deny that, that that's a factor in in the way that was 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 put together. Yeah. Uh, uh, but the the whole project was actually quite an interesting and, and rad project. Quite proud of it. Uh, you know, the battle weapons as a whole as a sister and beat sort of a, a compatriot a counterpart to this caveman thing which is super the darkest most explicitly sad thing and then uh, alongside the uh, the this the the most explicitly joyous ridiculous throwaway fun thing you know both mm-hmm. of them things because but previously i've sort of melded both of those elements together like harsh darkness kind of packaged in super high this this way i'd say se- i sort of separated them out and tried to do something like that separated those two things out and that that was kind of the 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 mo of the the project because that's what i sort of try to talk about with the project that mm-hmm. these, uh, these two elements uh, exist these uh these 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 uh two elements exist in the, in the human condition that certainly in me the down and the up and uh both must be acknowledged and embraced as as part of the whole so that's uh that's sort of what i was going for quite quite, quite conceptual quite a quite an ambitious concept but uh it was cool i enjoyed um, what i seen it yeah yeah so some people have some people picked up on that but um uh you know I'm, I'm quite happy with the with the artistic sentiment of it and if people get it i'm happy if they don't get it if they just enjoy the, the tune i'm also happy you know mm-hmm. we were talking before we came on about like i think i had mentioned the foo fighters project um i can't really remember what the sonic highways where mm-hmm. they basically yeah that was a cool project 
Yeah, I mean, I mean, if anybody's listening and, and hasn't seen it, basically what they did is they went to a different city and then they walked with a different local group of the sort of top musicians and and the style. So it was such a cool project when you when you, when I think back in it. Um, they've just they've done so much the Foo Fighters that it's almost it just gets lost in like everything that he tries to do. But um, what me and Matt were talking about is is that the world seems to want access now. Like you used to. I used the example pre-recording at Eddie Hall. So Eddie Hall's like um, world's strongest man, but he, you, the fans of him would have to just watch that event to see the guy that they like. But now he does his YouTube. They want to see how he trains. They want to see how he eats. They want to see how basically he puts together like the world's strongest man. And I feel like music's missing that. I mean, we did just to get DVDs along with the CDs back in the day, and you put it in, and it'd be like maybe a fifteen-minute clip. But people want this like weekly access to people, and I, and I feel there's a there's a place there for music, where I don't know if it's vlogging the creative process. I don't know if that's something that you think you'd built for yourself. Like. Yeah, I mean, yeah, this this is something that's come up a few times. Uh, I guess it's the sort of pa- Patreon model. A lot of people, a lot of musicians, when in the absence of gigs, have have, uh, have started uh, taking yeah. back to Patreon, which I thought about. Uh, um, and that's that seems to be that seems to be a new kind of dynamic in in the the, the content landscape, right? Uh, for want of a better phrase. <laughs> Christ. You've got to be an influencer soon, Tom. I know. Oh man, it's just it's uh, it's necessary. Necessary. We've accidentally ended up in cyber anyway. Yeah. <laughs> I have to to, to to that sort of thing. If you if you, if you don't want to get left behind, I suppose it's, just, it's a bit annoying. I'm I'm not I'm fairly technophobic, and uh, you know, uh, but it's. This is just what I got to do, I think. So yeah, the, the sort of the Patreon model of 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 having more and more insights, more and more content. This is the thing: more and more content, right? Content with a capital C that isn't music. You know, like this is this is the thing. Like I, I'm a musician in a band, and uh, presumably the primary uh, form of uh, product that I should be hitting out with is songs and music, right? But mm. it's it's. It's becoming smaller and smaller a, a proportion of what what uh, I think a musician is supposed to do now, you know. Mm. Uh, so then that, that's exactly it. So I've, I've got we've got a song out coming out uh, this Friday, but the, for the past month I've just been uh, planning its release and then uh, doing preparing content and and sorting all that out because that's uh, such a significant and necessary part of of. Mm-hmm. Of uh, ha- hoping for the for the, the actual song to be heard and accepted and yeah. be maybe a, a success, whatever whatever that means. You know what I mean? I think having listened to the single the day, um, fans of users are going to be extremely happy with it. I mean, I, I kind of had that we flashback to the days when I like almost was like waiting for like, the new Oasis album to come out in that first single and the feeling you'd get when you heard like a Hindu times for the first time and you're like, yes, Oasis are back. And like the day hearing the album is a bit like Tom Maguire and the Barassos are back. Like this is like right on the money for, you know, nice. what you're extremely good at. Great, great. Thanks. I appreciate that. That's that's reassuring. That's reassuring. It's like a little bit, it's little tiny little bits of reassurance like that is a, is a, is is very helpful. Um, yeah, because I'm very aware that it's been a long time for us to 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 have, you know released, start releasing sort of proper releases again. You know, 
So I'm uh, I'm super excited for that. I'm super excited for the for the people who have been waiting for that. Uh, oh, uh, doubtless a bit of apprehension. You know, if it doesn't go down well, oh, people don't care. But it's just the the demons that are saying, oh, doubt, doubt yourself. Yes, but then that's the thing. This is a necessary thing when you're when you're release making something and releasing it. It's uh, there's a vulnerability there. So, like uh, uh, but I'm I'm. I have great confidence that what we've made is is absolutely fucking rad as as fuck, and yes. uh, and everyone's gonna dig it because it is it's totally totally dope, uh, and yeah, and it's it feels really good to 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 have that after after a you know a, a reasonable period of of uh, of of doubt and sort of self created oil that is uh, that is has been a sort of symptom of. Of this situation, it's yeah, awesome. absolutely. Have you been sitting on this song for a while? Uh, I wrote, wrote it about a year ago, I guess. Um, sort of, sort of um, inspired or stimulated by the you know Bill Withers, Bill Withers passing, which is about yeah. a year ago now. Mm-hmm. Um, and at the time, uh, you know, we were locked down, and I was sort of trying to overcome a bit of a writer's block. A writer's block, which kind of uh, was was precipitated by spending a year and a half fanning about on Instagram rather than writing songs, you know. <laughs> released an album and then became a content creator, and uh, and you know doing doing gigs, but not not really having any mm-hmm. any energy or time to to like write. So that's a, that's a muscle. If you don't use it, you you forget to use it. So I found myself thinking, okay, right, I got. A, a, find myself under pressure to write and uh, get myself into all sorts of whole, like tangles and holes with that and overthinking things and uh, you know as I said we're in lockdown so uh, it was just just me uh, so I didn't have that sort of very useful collaborative bouncing off thing so yeah getting getting stuck in uh, a, a, whole, a whole of overthought about just little tiny little decisions that don't really matter mm-hmm. and uh, just sort of losing perspective losing sight of what the goal is and the goal is to to be a singer and you know sing. The, the mm-hmm. main thing is all, all this is a, a all the whole song, music, all the instrumentation, all the the band members, they are all just instruments and tools in order to. <laughs> the band members are all tools. No, the, the, you know what I'm saying. The song, the, the music is a, is is a vehicle, is a platform for the, the the singer and this type of music, sort of soulful music, to uh, 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 to express. Mm-hmm. immediate um human experience i held a progression like i've got to say like um i feel like for lack of a better phrase it feels like it's simpler but more impactful music in the yeah. sense that the first album as a musician i mean i'm listening to guitar parts and i'm like holy shit man listen to the guys wailing on guitar and stuff but uh, part of like my education in music was that not everybody likes that. By the way, like not everybody <laughs> likes busy music. Some yeah, people yeah, yeah. like space. Yeah, exactly. Um, is that something that you did intentionally to try and like? Absolutely intentionally. Absolutely intentionally. So that's that's exactly what happened. Uh, I, I was it's getting just bogged down in all this uh, this uh, th- these tiny little details. These these uh, these little arrangement things don't really matter and, and aren't really that fulfilling 
for for me certainly not if i'm doing it by myself it's something maybe if a band together in a room creates then it's it's cathartic and fun and and there's a there's it's quite an enriching experience but just noodling away myself in a room all alone uh isolated uh doing that sort of stuff is not fulfilling whatsoever for me what's fulfilling is is singing uh and express myself through that so everything else should be a uh you know a, instrumental to make that and yeah so um, i did make it specifically simple i, I sim simplified everything right down and it was kind of uh, as a result of uh thinking about bill withers because i was in this sort of uh blocked up mode sort of getting all clogged up with with uh, with details that don't matter and bill withers passed away and there was a lot of sort of retrospectives on him on television and and uh, and on the internet and there was an interview that he'd done and obviously I, i've always loved bill whether he's a he's a he's one of the classics uh, a definite touchstone but he said something in an interview that just struck me like really right at right at the right time and it was uh he was talking about his his own composition and his own guitar playing because he accompanied himself on his guitar but he's like not great he's not good really objectively but he said yeah you know talk about guitar I've got just enough, just enough ability to be able to accompany myself so I can sing and that's what it's all about. And that was it's pretty much one of the lines that I picked up on when we were listening to it was that I think he, there's a line along that all I need is my guitar and my voice. Yeah, and I was yeah, like yeah, that yeah, specific exactly. line really did bring sort of Bill Withers to my mind because I'm obviously, she'll just tell you, like daft for soul music, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah, so that's exactly it. So so that, that struck me, I thought, right, he's right, that's what I should be doing. I'm supposed to be just crafting songs so I have something to sing for people. The main, the main goal is for me to be able to sing something. So everything else is just a, is a, is a, is a medium for that to be achieved. So mm. I started writing the song. I was sort of floating around, a couple of emails just floating around, but I started writing the song. And every, every time I started to get into a little bit more complex thing, I had to pull myself back and say, stop. This one is supposed to be simple. And it's, the, it's, it's one of the simplest uh, you know, songs I've, I've written. I mean, the whole arrangement is quite complicated. Complicated, but in terms of harmony and sort of structure, it's uh, it's it's simple. The song, Hi. the song, the, the actual song itself, the, the the lyrics and the composition of the of the song. There's more to that, but the the music is uh, is one of the simplest things I've I've written. I did that yeah. purpose. I restrained myself. I said I put myself in strict limits, and every time I start to get a little bit fancy, I had to. Slap myself in the hand and go back and say, "Oh, yeah. make yourself." And I, I had to that, do that. I had to do yeah, that quite a lot of times. Absolutely, and and I think that the the byproduct product for that me is somebody that's a fan and has listened is is that I listened to the song. You know, I wasn't listening to the guitar playing or the bass or the drums. I was I was listening yep. to the song, and it actually kind of reminded me of sort of Paolo Nettini, um, sort of uh, what was the album that he did. It was an incredible album, but I'm, I'm not a massive Lost fan of love. it. Yeah, it reminded me of that. And yeah. I actually thought that your voice sounded a bit like his voice, which is a compliment, by the way, because I think the guy's got a great voice. But that's what really I was like, well, this is kind of Paolo Nettini. I'm yeah, conscious yeah. that we've been talking about the single for five minutes without mentioning its name. Um, so yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, for anybody watching it. Super solid soul vehicle. Soul vehicle. It's out. Probably by the time you're listening to this, it's out now on all stream platforms. Yeah, well, I'm, I'm going to try and get a quick edit done on this and put this out tomorrow okay. because I know that the, the release is on Friday. So I would like to try and put this out 
maybe get a couple of hundred listens on it. And if anybody wants to go and listen to it, um, if I don't get to that, it will be early next week. But yeah, mm-hmm. super solid soul vehicle. Um, and I think that for I would like to give you the opportunity. What mode would you prefer people to get it? Um, I mean, obviously, Spotify and Apple Music, you get absolutely next to fuck all for those streams and stuff. So if somebody was to say, I've enjoyed what I've heard and I want to support, where would you like them to go and get it? Yeah, cool. So uh, you can you can purchase it on Bandcamp, um, but you can, you can also purchase it on the uh, Apple Apple Music. And, uh, you know, they may, perhaps just maybe we'll climb up, we'll rise to the top of the soul charts. Help yeah. us in our journey to the towards the top of the charts. Let's get Arab Strap and Mogwai roped in, and let's get let's get three Scottish number ones in three weeks. Yeah, that so that that, that that's cool. Yeah, if you if you want to support, you can you can um, you can you can get download it off Bandcamp, uh, or you could uh, download it, purchase it in in, in Apple Music, uh, or you can also visit our website. Um, we're going to be uh, I've not announced this yet, but I might as well just say it now. We're going to be a. Uh, um, uh, selling t-shirts it says super solid soul vehicle a very specific t-shirt and uh we've shot a video so i don't really give too much away but it's very specific t-shirt which has got a very very specific reference to it that i'm not sure how many people are going to get but it's a very easter eggy quite quite an easter egg reference and uh so we'll be selling some t-shirts too yeah yeah you can (laughs) you can visit the website you can also pick up our um our, our debut record there on vinyl so that's a that's a that's a great way to to uh to support us we, we've got loads mm-hmm. of vinyl so you can uh you can help us transport those uh those those non-liquid co- commodities into liquid currency which we can spend <laughs> so that's what you can do record more music is there is there an album next is it you know um there will be an album uh in that in that whole period over the summer uh where i was just locked away in the shed trying to write and you know beating myself up I uh, I definitely did write loads and loads and loads of fucking music, like thirty or forty songs. You know, half of them are probably not good, and half of them are good, and then half of them are like really good, right? So there's definitely an album there. Uh, we've recorded a, a few singles that we're going to be releasing throughout the year, probably every couple of months. So this this mm-hmm. is the first of of several singles, and uh, whenever we can get uh, get into a studio together, um, we will we will. Um, uh, record a full record, which I'm looking forward to, uh, and, and and release that. So yeah, it's going to be it's going to be a, it's going to be a year of of uh, of, of content uh, with a capital C. Like yeah, yeah, content and the content's going to be predominantly music, right? Because <laughs> we're a band, right? And bands are supposed to music do music, and I'm a singer, so I'm going to sing mostly. I'm yeah. going to try to spend as little time fanning about on Instagram and the maximum amount of time fucking actually singing songs. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's, superb, mate. Superb. That's the goal. I mean, I just wanted to give you that opportunity. I mean, normally we do that at the end, but we may as well do that there. And and I think that part of what me and Matt are aiming to do when we come out of lockdown is actually give the platform to musicians because, like we're saying there, well, hardest hit people, and it's and important for people to know where you would like. Like you're saying, the Patreon thing, like comedians, all the American comedians are all on YouTube going. Sign up to my Patreon. This is where I want you to come and consume my content. The YouTube stuff's free, but if you like me and you want to take it that step further, I think it's important that we do that for musicians as well and find mm-hmm. out where they get their money from, where they can create a revenue stream. 
So I just thought that that was really important. Um, I think as well this year, as, as much as it's important to support musicians and artists getting back out into the world, like I think right now the Scottish music scene, out with even just yourselves, is like absolutely dynamite. And there's a lot of really like seriously high quality bands kicking about. Yeah. A lot of really good artists, like a lot of like excellent pop music driven by like young Scottish women and stuff like that, which is quite a novel. So I'm, I'm quite excited about maybe getting some mayor musicians in and, and letting them talk to us about what they're up to yeah well that's great i mean it's the like you said the the, the landscape is it's quite damaged right now so uh, all the support uh that can be afforded is is great um yeah i, I guess the way you can support musicians is, is uh if you like the music you can definitely seek out a way to actually pay for it um most people normally put stuff in Bandcamp as well so if you listen to mm -hmm. a record uh, on spotify lots of times maybe just jump onto Bandcamp and uh, and 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 buy it you know uh, yeah. and and when when a show happens when they're playing a gig in a town near you buy a ticket and go and see it because that's that's the main thing you know that's the that's the that's the way that, absolutely can't wait to get back to a gig i think it'll be like one of the first things on the list just yeah. find any band and go and see them and drink beer at the back like an old dad that i'm off you know what i mean yeah absolutely <laughs> snake bite at the bar ones um yeah. talking about talking about gigs oh i so obviously you know you were in the last time we were like not in any way like bashful about how much we enjoyed the band. I've been following you almost religiously since. Was aware that you know he's booked. A, I don't know if he's got to play in them, but he certainly booked a few gigs with Craig Charles for yeah. the function. And I think in like British terms, like you know, you talk about that doubt and whatever else, but like I, I don't think there's a mere ringing endorsement in like UK media for a funk band than to be as sort of readily associated with the funk show like that has got to have been a pretty good quality of taking yeah yeah it was great it's great great opportunity to, to have been able to play, play those shows yeah we played uh we, we supported them twice is uh is is sort of funk and soul party at the end of the year uh both times in the o2 academy and it was that was great to to do it um we we, we supported them once on down in manchester too um, however, I don't know. I'm actually uncertain as to whether we've been, we've been played on his show, on his radio show, and uh, I think this is this is a story. I, I I won't go too much in the details, but I think we are kind of upset him. We annoyed him once, and uh, uh, I, I'm sort of trying to trying to fight back <laughs> uh, some some you know some some possibility that we've annoyed him and alienated ourselves from. Uh, basically, we we did a, a Twitter campaign. Uh, it's called uh, hashtag Blitzkrieg. Yeah, I got involved with that. Yeah, yeah. That. <laughs> he uh, we, basically, I won't go into the whole story, but we after one of these uh, O2 shows, we went down and into the, the the dressing room and said hello. And the 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 short version is like that Twitter thing, the ha hashtag uh, Blitzkrieg thing. He didn't like that. He wasn't happy with that. Oh, okay. <laughs> he, was, he was pretty. He was pretty raging actually. Um, but you know, we, you know. Uh, we sort of it wasn't he wasn't raging but he was uh, annoyed him it annoyed him yeah and uh, and he was uh, he was forth forthcoming about the fact that it annoyed him did they tell <laughs> uh, you why it annoyed him he just he just said it annoyed me he said that that's that that's not how how it works lads um but you know I, I, we we sort of squared up i was a wee bit iffy for a wee second but i said oh listen mm -hmm. you know what uh, i mean we're just a hard working band doing a hustle uh, uh, man. Hopefully you, you can understand that, and you know that doesn't, uh, you know, uh, you know, colours in your your eyes is annoying, useless, yeah. 
uh, arseholes or anything like that. And we had a bit of a chat with him, so that that that's alright. But um, I don't think we'd be playing the show, and um, uh, I, I, I hope I hope he doesn't bear a grudge. <laughs> but yeah, that, <laughs> that that we annoyed him on Twitter. And I wish I'd. Kind of wish I'd went with the George Clinton question, though. To be honest with you, <laughs> <laughs> I'm not holding out hope. But hopefully, um, uh, hopefully, uh, you know this this next single uh, will 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 get a play in his show, and, and maybe his uh, mm-hmm. his uh, his his annoyance has uh, has has dampened so down a little bit. Yeah, and, uh, he, he, don't you know, start uh, a Twitter campaign to get him to play. Don't start. That's, what, that's what. Listen, let me tell you this: for any un- aspiring musicians out there. Don't start Twitter campaigns and annoying the 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 DJ that is the foremost proprietor of your type of music in the country. Don't do that because it might not serve you well. <laughs> here, here so, for yeah. the public service announcements. Yeah, <laughs> for sure, mate. What so, is uh, it like taking that step up? Um, to the that is is it like? I mean, I've played in that stage and and the academy in Glasgow, and it, I mean, it's like a fucking it's mammoth. I mean, I think the, the gig before that, when I played that venue, was like sleazies or tuts, and you're like cramped onto a stage with five or six other people, and then you're basically like you've got a space in the world, and it feels like the big the place is echoey. But um, what was it like taking that step up? And do you prefer the more intimate venues, or do you like the sort of big stage? Uh, I like both. I like both. I mean, that's that still feels pretty int- intimate, you know. Um, uh we played those those i mean those shows they weren't our crowd we were supporting somebody else like mm. a lot of people in the crowd knew of us and it was it was a, a audience for the the right type of music but it wasn't our crowd you know what i mean so yeah i kind of have to work a little bit harder to to not 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 very hard like you could just be yourself and do do your show but there's a it's there's a there's a less less security there. It's it's more like okay, right? We got there's a battle here. We're gonna have to we're gonna win this crowd. Win this crowd. And it's like a it's, there's not this sort of easy, uh, uh, pressure free sort of thing of these right. are all people who like you and have bought a ticket to see you. So that the only pressure there is doing a good job for them, and mm. and that's 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 still that's there's still that's still a job. That's still something you have to to, to make sure and do. But there's, yeah. There's, it's a di- slightly different vibe from uh, from tackling a, a, a crowd that's not your specifically your crowd. Both are fun, both are good, but um, uh, you know we played played big shows that were all our crowd as well. You know we did album yeah. launch, sold it sold out the QMU, which is unbelievable actually. Now I think about it, and yeah. uh, and that was an, an incredible pictures for the indoor rigs market as well. That I seen that we were, I was supposed to be there that night and food to make it for another reason, but then seeing a lot of pictures and footage and that looked like an absolutely fucking brilliant gig so it did. In the candle the fruit market. Was it the fruit market? Was it candle rigs? Um we did we did one in the in the, the square. Aye. One in the square and that was part of the Merchant City Festival. Yeah. That's actually fucking that was actually a mental show. Um that, I think it was a free show so uh, that was pretty jumping but it was last summer and it was in the middle of that heat <laughs> I'm just remembering something happened. Right? It was uh, it was in the middle of summer, and there was a super heavy duty heat wave. I don't know if you remember. Yeah, uh, it was a week or two, and it was like un- July. Yeah, like a hottest on, on record for however many years. But it was very very hot, and we were playing, and it was it were sweltering hot. Because uh, it's basically it, a greenhouse for anybody that doesn't know the venue. Yeah, yeah, so it's sort of a greenhouse too. 
but we were playing a show, doing a couple of sets. It wasn't our all of our crowd. It was people just coming in and being part of the the, the festival. But we we're we we're crushing it and we we're winning them over. And I was uh, I, I was I was opening up the show a little bit. I was going into the crowd and doing, you know, I, I like to do that sort of thing. I like to 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 mix up and and involve the crowd in whichever way I can. And uh, we were absolutely sweltering. And I, I was mentioning, oh, we're absolutely. Swelly, look at how sweaty we are. Like, do this. And they said, Is anybody going give us some ice? You got some ice? Because like, the, the whole place is sort of bordered by bars and, and restaurants and stuff like that. Yeah. And uh, somebody came somebody came up with a tray of, tray of ice, right? <laughs> and I'm like, Oh, thank you. Yeah, thank you. We got some ice. Give up with ice. And I just like chucked the ice over myself. Wah! And I just started rubbing it myself like this. Like, yeah. <laughs> and then I realized shortly after it wasn't it wasn't ice, it wasn't crushed ice, it was like a lemon slushy, like a fucking sticky lemon slushy. <laughs> <laughs> and I was just like covering myself and I was like, Wah. She'd rub myself, come on. Oh man. And uh, and and then like that was halfway through the set. I still had an hour to play and I was just like fuck gross the sticky. Oh yourself. Yeah. And I think I had like, I had a gig to go to afterwards. Oh, this is it, yeah. I had a gig to go to afterwards. And uh, uh, like you know, just I'm at a pub gig. You know, I had just a work gig afterwards, just around the corner. Yeah. And, uh, and I didn't have a change of shirt, and I was fucking shirt was covered and sticky and gross and smoking. <laughs> and I swapped shirts with a guy in the crowd. <laughs> a guy came up and swapped me a shirt, and uh, and it's a shame. It was my favorite shirt. Gone. See you later. And I give you this shirt, and then I, I had a, something else to wear for my other gig. Oh man, that's <laughs> hilarious. So Mental. Pop shirts with the with with some guy who was in the crowd, and uh, because I covered myself in a lemon slushy, yeah, and then yeah, that was that was quite quite fun, you know. That, that, that in the middle of festival season, that's when every show like there's always something different about every show, and there's something cool to do, uh, uh something cool about the, the stage to to utilize or the the crowd that are there, and that yeah, I'm, I'm sort of really lamenting the loss of of the festivals this year, mm-hmm. and uh, and you know, hopefully. Hopefully there'll be a few good ones next year. Yeah, we're on a, a re- re- re-roll for that sort of stuff, and it was good. One of the other bands that I've seen, and I, I, you know, obviously I'll come round to the question where um, George Clinton, uh, when he's booked, was it is it supporting? Is it Parliament or is it George Clinton? I mean, it's, uh, I think it's just George Clinton. Uh, mm-hmm. I think. As far as I'm aware, Parliament's just a name that he can use right. or not use. Uh, actually, I'll, I'll be honest, the whole Parliament Funkdelic uh, George Clinton uh, scenario, what belongs to what and who, what is what, uh, is, is actually very confusing. I don't I don't know. What the, I don't we know were a bit fuzzy on it before, Hon, as well. But in terms of that progression that Paul's been talking about in the past, like it certainly feels like a step up into, you know, almost kind of like, I mean, these guys are, the Champions League territory that's royal, that's royal and, and that, royalty. you know what I mean? Like, yeah. It's got to have been pretty awesome to get that booked, even though I don't think I don't think it came to pass with all the COVID stuff, did it? Yeah, it's, it's rescheduled for this year, but whether that's going to happen, uh, it's, it's unclear, but mm-hmm. fingers, fingers crossed it'll, uh, it'll go ahead. It was supposed to be his last, very very last ever tour, so hopefully, you know, when it does get rescheduled, he's, he's still up for it and it still happens. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, that, that would be a real boon. Uh, you know, it's, it's obviously royalty and a, and a, a you know a, a pioneer of of uh, funk you can sort of you can see the tendrils of inspiration yeah uh, and influence where that from that starting point so uh that would definitely be a, a nice nice little feather in the cap to do that one um fingers crossed man yeah yeah I think it's just that's another example of the things that people are missing out on you know what i mean like that's an opportunity to play with a hero 
And unfortunately, like you're saying, it's just getting pushed down the line and pushed down the line. But like Matt's saying, fingers crossed it actually happens. Um, do, you, do you think you'll get to meet him? Uh, maybe so. Maybe so. <laughs> uh, I, I would hope so. I mean, it's it's. We know where the we've been in that building. It's an O2, so we know we know where the change the dressing rooms are. <laughs> so if you don't get an introduction, you're going to find a way. Yeah, I, we, I just have, we just have to make sure and not annoy him as well. Nate, tweeting him before on. There's only Aye, there's only so many conversations like that I can have with uh, with uh, with uh, you, you know. You know, heroes. <laughs> yeah, so There's a question that I actually had that came up that we, we kind of naturally went away for. Um, and it was about like your creative process. Like you'd said that you'd had some writer's block, which is common, I think, that the pressure of the second album, even though oh, I know yeah. you personally have wrote many albums in the past. And by the way, that motherfucker thing that went on yeah. SoundCloud. <laughs> was fucking incredible man like yeah. i loved it um oh, yeah. i couldn't get to sleazy's but just because it sold out i was like what the fuck like um you did a gig in sleazy's was it two 18 months ago or something, something like that, that? Is that yeah right? yeah yeah something I, like it, I, I, I wandered over they weren't letting anybody in so i was like fuck bastard i've missed that but um the wait, superb man like i couldn't believe how good it was yeah so, thanks for mentioning it yeah I, I, I relish a chance for for people to find out about that about madafaka which was my brutal metal band and the uh the the the, the, the 20 minute rock opera about uh cool runnings yeah yeah what's it called between the it's called uh the, the blade and the ice in the ice, yeah, it's so good. I mean, I shared it with so many people sending it like I, I, I got multiple tweets about it. <laughs> um, but that was just me. Like, obviously, you've been involved in many projects, so you've been through that process a number of times. But um, I, you said that you just locked yourself in the shed. Was that how you overcame the writer's block? Was it just that um, I'm just going to knuckle down here and just get through this? Yeah, you, so you, there's a certain. Uh, just pushing through, you, you, you have to do. But it's also, it's like, uh, you're not supposed to sort of force that sort of thing. And I think that's what was, uh, what does contribute to, to a block is that you, you force something that's just supposed to be organic and uh, and, and and good, uh, like that. So, I guess the, the, the block, the block comes from, uh, you know, and I read quite a lot about it because I was trying to figure out the, the source of it. The block comes from, from self-doubt and, and worry uh, and, uh, you know, identifying with the, the, the product as a as a, a intrinsic part of who you are. And if mm -hmm. it's bad, then you're bad, right? Which is mm -hmm. obviously, you know, it's, it's you, de you can delve into that sort of, that sort of psychology and the, there's, there's, there's a lot to it there. And that's, that's why a lot of people talk about the war of art. But it's all to do with overthought. It's all to do with, uh, with, with, um, deliberation over deliberation of, of things that aren't important and uh about uh kind of squashing down your creativity and squashing that because this is one of the things it's, it's called uh the artist's way right it's, it's the artist's way it's just a it's sort of quite an esoteric kind of happy dippy self-help type program okay <clears throat> but, um, but it's 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 based on a couple of quite useful practical things and you just have to sort of scan over the bits that sound too schmaltzy and, and ridiculous but it's, it's based on a couple of sort of things and i'm sort of following this this uh this week program and it it definitely definitely worked and it's uh, the one of the tenants is 
creative the creative element in, in a person is like a child it's playing it's playing but if you're constantly berating and shouting at and uh you know beating beating down on this this child yeah then it's fucking not gonna come out it's just gonna sit there and like hide away and that's that's exactly it so there's a there's a sort of you have to sort of nurture that part of you rather and and when you're just sort of doubting and uh, fearful and stress and 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 putting pressure on it then it's not it's not gonna work out all for you so that's that, there's an interesting bit of theory there and uh, i think there's something to it definitely and uh, and I, I, what's the root of it is most certainly pressure pressure and expectation you know we did a we did a a, a sick record like the, the second record thing it's a thing it's a fucking thing I, I get it the first record nobody cares nobody who's you, knows who you are you're just sharting something out and fucking stu- flinging stuff at a canvas see what sticks and uh, then all of a sudden uh, the weight of expectation is in the second one and also your identity and all your self-worth is attached to it and that mm-hmm. f- immediately just fucks you up and that's you ruined so you have to make sure you're not falling that trap i certainly fell into that trap and then um, it sort of scrabbled to get out of it and then uh, i've done it and one of the th- one of the tools uh, is that uh, th- i've used is is this philosophy uh of bill withers is that I, I sort of latched onto the the you know and remembering to to sing S- singing is a paramount thing the song the singer uh is the important thing and everything else is uh is is, is merely a, a you know a, a platform uh uh-huh. a catalyst for that or to allow to allow to, to allow that hap- to happen you know uh-huh. um so yeah yeah just just regaining perspective yeah but it's a battle it's a battle and, I, and I, it's something that i think all all artists all creatives absolutely mate. have you ever held a catch in the fire by who was the guy that made twin peaks david lynch right david lynch wrote a book called catching the catching the fire or catching the flame and it's about how he nurtures his creativity and it's very like what you were saying it's all very sort of like wooey and but his sort of philosophy is is that creativity is not part of you you need to get yourself into a, a state where you can access creativity but we've all got access to this thing but that is creativity and for if you try and be creative, you won't do anything great. Yeah. As soon as you stop trying and just let it flow out of you and it will flow through you. But that, like you're saying, people take personal responsibility. And his whole thing was, I don't see my art as a baby. It's just something that I'm a vessel to give to people. And once I've made it, it's not part of me. So he doesn't identify with it. So that's interesting. Yeah, yeah, that's 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 very interesting. I should check that out. <laughs> uh i think i've heard that referenced uh somewhere but yeah that's that's exactly it. it's just conditioning yourself uh and making sure you're you're going to be to for want of a better term be attuned to the creative life force right mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> and uh and uh, as, uh, make sure you have the tools available to you that that you can you can do it when it's when, it, when it's there and um you know if you're if, if you're putting a lot of pressure on yourself and you're 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 attaching all of your self-worth to it and uh, uh and you know just beating yourself up about it yeah you, that's not that's the recipe for for not managing to do it so yeah that's sort of uh i've tried to work, work myself through that and but also just also just write enemy just write whatever just n- not being afraid to just write shite 
just so I, I wrote wrote forty songs and a lot of them are just ones I've charted out and I'll never I can't remember them and I'll never think about them again. But um, uh, there there are necessary processes because it's like sharpening the tool. Song. It's a it's a tool that you need to keep sharp. It's a muscle that you need to keep working. And uh, yeah. you know, that's part of the problem as well. Like a year and a half, I didn't do anything because I was too busy with other stuff. And uh, it's a muscle that you have to you know train and, and i did I, I trained it like fuck over the summer and uh I love, like you you maybe picked up on that you, you when you you were talking about what you were hearing with the with the new tune is uh, you're listening to the song rather than music and that's 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 a goal so thanks for that because that's the that's the goal i've been aiming for and working hard and sort of like you know going through a bit of a battle to try and achieve to mm -hmm. to uh, perfect the art hone the craft and sort of sharpen the tool of, of songwriting uh, rather than just writing Raj grooves and Raj riffs and then singing <laughs> something over the top. I've, I've, I've striven to become an actual, actual songwriter, a real songwriter, or more of a songwriter. And uh, I think I've, 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 you know, I've, I've cracked. For cracked sure. The, what's the word? I've broken, I've broken the back of it, at least, I think. I've broken the back yeah, of for it. Sure, mate. For sure, mate. The, and, song's, uh, the song's brilliant. Like, the, the song is... It's got pretty much everything I'm looking for in a soul song. It goes for like almost like the intro to like a seventies like black exploitation film to like finishing off as an almost like a Bond movie. Like there's a pure lovely almost kind of like you know soundtracky cinematic thing with it in places as well, which I, I really dug. Yeah, yeah, we definitely tried to uh, capture a certain aesthetic and atmosphere, and uh, it's definitely I'm I'm going back to the roots. I'm going back to retro. Kind of soul touchstones, and uh, definitely touchstone is Bill Withers for sure. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, stripping it right back, the the whole ethic of it, stripping it right back, and getting back to the roots of it, regaining perspective, and uh, and fucking giving it some from that perspective. And uh, yeah, it's it's it's, uh, it's a revelation. And yeah, it's it's also I I realise that a lot of the songs now I'm I'm, I'm basically uh, they serve as reminders to myself of how to be and how to live because <laughs> I, I, I'll lose sight, lose perspective for a bit and I forget all that shit and then I'll sing the song and I'm like, oh, oh yeah, that's right. There's just like little life lessons to myself to remember like fucking stop being such a dick, Tom. <laughs> just yeah, sing mate. a song and enjoy it and then that'll be... I'll be all day with that sometimes, yeah. Yeah, mm -hmm. mate, and I think the best art is like that, like it just reminds <clears> us <throat> how to be and how to live, so like, I love that, mate. I absolutely love that. I mean, that's that's sort of we're up. Is there anything else that you wanted to ask for? Are we cool to like use the file to play out on or whatever? Or is there yeah. any like copyright issues or any oh, like, no, kind of stuff we need to worry about? What about the artwork? Can I write to use the artwork as part of that thumbnail and stuff like that? Yeah, that's fine. That's it? fine. Yeah, yeah, no problem. Okay. Cool. Um, do you want to play something? I don't know if you would be up for that. Oh, I'm fucking not warmed up really. I'd fuck up. <laughs> No worries, mate. No worries. I'll Is cut that, that cool? out at the end, mate. Listen, right. man. Like I've really enjoyed this conversation. That's been the quickest hour the last few weeks for sure, man. I just <laughs> looked, looked at the clock, guys. Like fuck, man. We've been on for an hour and five minutes, but um, I, I mean, I genuinely love the song. Like I said, it's been a progression yeah. um, for something. When we when we did the last interview, I remember going away and my, I was getting picked up by one of my mates and I was like oh you need to hear this band mate like had the guy in the podcast the band's brilliant put the album on and he was pure oh yeah I have fucking Tom McGuire of course I know who this is I was, <laughs> nice. I was like fuck man um, so I'm looking forward to being like wait to hear the new stuff uh, I like mm -hmm. to be that prick <laughs> amongst my mates being like yeah, yeah I know more yeah, I've I know got the more first look 
I've got the first look. Yeah, no, yeah. cool. Yeah, yeah, for sure. There's, there's more to come. There's more to come, boys. Uh, there's, uh, there's, there's going to be singles, drip feeding singles throughout the year. So there's more, more, more where that came from. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, absolutely, mate. Well, super solid soul vehicle out Friday. Like best of luck, great man. Thank you very much. Thanks for having us on again, boys. No